Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa presents the Pella Christian Eagles. We got Coach JD Bohr on the phone. Welcome, program, Coach. Yeah, appreciate you having me again. It's uh, we're all stuck at home inside, so might as well put up put something together here to, to get to give the people something to listen to. I guess I tell you, man, I, I I had to push and push and push my door open this morning to get outside. Wake deep <laughs> snow and wind and blow and everything. Uh, it's kind of grounded everything to a halt in high school sports uh, around. Uh, but we haven't talked to you since the. Uh, we talked a little bit during the Christmas break. I think you got two or three games in since then. Can you let us let our listeners know, you know, what happened in those? Who you played? Wh- what happened in those games? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, man, we feel fortunate that we've been able to play two games. Uh, we have two games since break. Uh, coming out of break on that Friday, January fifth, we played um, our crosstown rival, the Pella Dutch, uh, and that's always a fun game. You know, a lot of people showed up to that game. Um, I think there was people who maybe got in and turned around and went home because there was just no place for them to sit. Um, so it was just a, a really crazy atmosphere, really fun game. Um, we ended up getting down by seven at halftime and just had a, a really great third quarter. Uh, everything kind of clicked for us in the third quarter, took a little bit of a nice lead, and then Pella fought back a little bit. And I believe we ended up winning by four or five. So good high school basketball game. Uh, man, it was just a crazy atmosphere. Maybe one of the, the craziest atmospheres I've coached in. So uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun for our guys um, to get a win over Pella. Pella's got a good team again this year, as always. Um, so that was a big, big win for our team. And then uh, this week, we were only able to, we had three scheduled. We were only able to play one of our games, and that was against Knoxville. Uh, so we played Knoxville at home, and Knoxville, they got a good team as well. I mean, they can really shoot the basketball, um, just really guard-oriented. And uh, we were locked in on the defensive end, um, built up a nice lead, and just kind of were able to hold off of several charges um, from that Knoxville team and able to get a 13-point win at home on Thursday. So 2-0 and since break. Um, I think we're starting to play some good basketball. Got a long ways to go, especially on the offensive end, but uh, proud of where our guys are at right now. Well, uh, if you're listening to us and you'd like to see this Christian, uh, fellow Christian Eagles team that's, you know, really, really talented and, and fun to watch, uh, you guys have a YouTube channel that does a great job. Uh, let our listeners know what that YouTube channel is and, and maybe who's involved. Uh, you got some good uh, play-by-play guys and stuff going on up there. Absolutely. I think we got one of the best live streams in the state. It's just, it's outstanding. If you find, you can just find us searching up Pella Christian on YouTube. Um, the KNIA, KRLS guys, the radio guys do, they, they provide the audio for the stream and they do an excellent job. Those guys are pros. And, um, Along with that, Frank Vandenbosch, our IT guy, kind of helps head things up. There's a couple students. Jacob Harmon is one of them who works with them, and they just do an awesome job with some instant replays and things like that. So really cool product. Uh, we have home games for the next three weeks. I don't, we actually don't leave. We have all home games the next three weeks. So those guys will be plenty busy and, and put together a great product. Yeah, uh, um, if the... It's like Hank Williams Sr. used to say, if the good Lord willing and the creeks don't rise, uh, but the creeks have done been rising. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, so uh, I'm sure you had at least one game you probably had to cancel, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we've postponed a couple. So Okay, so who, uh, who are those opponents? 
Yeah. So the Knoxville one we played last week was actually rescheduled. We were supposed to play that one on Monday. And then we were supposed to play Dallas Center Grimes. That one got moved to next week, Thursday. Okay. And then Indianola was our was, was supposed to be our game on Friday. Um, and that one also got moved um, to next week as well. So, oh, okay. so yeah, let me, we missed out a couple. Let me ask you, uh, as a coach, you know, um, and I, 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 you've had, you've been a coach for a few years, haven't you? Yeah, it's my fourth year as a coach. Okay. Well, um, you know, as a coach, you know, as the years go on, they're going to miss a few bad weather games here and there. Uh, but that could kind of pile up some games on you, you know, more more games in a week than he'd like to play maybe. Uh, how does – you're a little deeper than, than some of the other, other coaches. Do you really have to substitute more? Do you have to kind of look at it as a marathon instead of a sprint uh, during a week? Or, or, or how does a coach adjust to extra games that they really didn't even have scheduled? Yeah, you know, I, I think we're learning that on the fly a little bit. Certainly coaches have been through this. I don't think this is this isn't something I've had to deal with in my four years. I mean, this is probably the worst that we've seen as far as, you know, the next three weeks we play 11 games. Um, no, that's not right. Yeah, it is. No, it's 10. We play 10 games the next three weeks. Um, a week of four games and then two games and then a week of four games. So, you know, we're, we're just talking about controlling what we can control, you know, and that's just – I feel like we've, we've built some great momentum within our team, you know, and not allowing things to disrupt that momentum and just continuing to focus on just playing our best basketball. Um, from a coach's mindset, I do think you probably look at playing a little more depth, uh, which, again, you mentioned is a luxury that, that I think we have, that we can rely on a few different guys in some games. and Yeah, probably kind of, you know, Make sure this is this is a big deal for us all the time, but don't make one game everything. You know, recognize that the whole season is a marathon. You know, it doesn't come down to one game. We want to play our best tonight, um, but we're also keeping the big picture in mind all the way through, and we're reminding our guys of that to just um, just stay with it, keep working hard. You know, we'll make sure that we keep guys as fresh as possible, and hopefully, you know, we can stay healthy through that. Well, one way I, I find out about a team is I talk to the coach, and another way I find out about a team is I talk to the coaches that play you. Uh, I remember a conversation I had with Coach Grunder of the Wilton Beavers. Uh, 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 I said, you know, I, I said, uh, do you think Pella Christian deserves to be in the top tier of the teams in my area? And he said, oh, he says, well, let's put it this way. He says, they got two six four kids that come off the bench, and their best player is 5'10". He, he said, uh, he says, it undoubtedly uh, – he says they're just so strong and so hard to play. Uh, uh, he says you got a lot of talent, a lot of depth, a lot of speed, a lot of great shooters. Uh, uh, would you agree with that assessment? <laughs> yeah, I think we got a long ways to go. Uh, but this is a great team to coach. You know, I think there is a lot of talent. These guys really work hard at it, and probably more than any team I've coached just has tremendous leadership. Uh, we just have guys who are really bought into what we're trying to do. Uh, they're echoing the things that the coaches are talking to them about. Uh, they're just, they're working really hard, of course, when we get an opportunity. It just, yeah, I feel like there's, we can sense a little momentum building. Um, now, that said, like, it is a long season. You know, you don't, nobody wants to be great in December. Uh, nobody really wants to be great in January. You know, you want to be great in February, March. And that's kind of where our mindset is at as we continue to look to build this. But, uh, yeah, I'm really pleased uh, with the, 
with the talent that we have, but more importantly, just the buy-in and the leadership and the good guys in our program. Well, uh, I was thinking about it. You know, in football, there's really no break in the schedule. You know, you just you play your eight, nine-game season, and then, you you know, you go straight into playoffs the next week. Uh, uh-huh. Baseball, you know, you have some rainouts and things to make up, but the season don't stop. But you guys kind of get going in November, you know, and you go all the way up to Christmas. But then you got this giant break, you know, 10 games or 10 days or so where you don't, you know, playing teams. You might be able to scrimmage or, or practice or something, you know. But I'm just thinking, you know, basketball is a rhythm game. You know, you get into a rhythm, you get into a flow, you get into, a, you know, up and down the court three days a week, a little bit of traveling. It's just, but it's, it's steady, you know. So then you got this break. And then you come back. I think there's a, a not. It may not happen, but there's a potential. You might be a little flat, or or just a, a loss, a little timing or rhythm. You know. Uh, uh, then you guys get back into it. You you work off a little bit of that Christmas ham, and you're back. You know, kind of getting back into shape, getting the rhythm back. And then this weather break could. You know, we don't know exactly when this is all going to end or or, or anything. Uh, but uh, you know, how how do you adjust to that and? Uh, uh, what are the potential pitfalls in, in that? Like, say, with the backed-up extra games and all that other stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a great point. It is a rhythm game, you know, and you feel like you, that's why practice is so important, so that you can gain that rhythm and get on the floor and feel like, hey, we're going to pick up right where we left off. And, you know, now we're probably looking at four or five days, you know, without getting in the gym, getting together, and it feels like Christmas break 2.0 kind of – um, I think I think the big key, you know, as as a coach, when I think about that, is just be patient with these guys. You know, I think sometimes we want to have it all together and look great, you know, right from the tip, and it probably just won't happen. You know, as I look ahead to next week, we play four games next week, and we're not going to have really any practice leading up to those four games. And it, it's probably not going to be pretty. You know, <laughs> so you kind of just have to prepare yourself for that. And just make sure that you're patient with these guys and, and let things work out a little bit and give them some time, you know, to just find their flow. And who knows, maybe we will right from the start. But if not, I think it's just mentally as a coach preparing for that, um, knowing how you're going to respond to that. Continue to push these guys, challenge them, but also just recognize kind of the, the challenges that we're all working through. So that's something we're keeping in mind as a coaching staff. Well, basketball is very much like a Jerry Reed song. When you're hot, you're hot, and when you're not, you're not. Uh, uh, sounds like, you know, that can be in it. You know, you could have second quarter where you're just not hot. You can't hit, you know. Like you said, that you had a great third quarter uh, against Pella. Uh, you know, how does a coach manage the ebb and flow of the – the hot and cold just during the game. I mean, I'm assuming that's why they call the timeouts at certain periods and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it depends on the group that you have. Um, you know, I talked about the leadership within this group and, uh, you know, Tyson DeVries and Dane Geatings are our senior guards, and uh, they've been doing a lot of the scoring for us, too, and, and they're also outstanding leaders. And we have other leaders in the program as well, and we have eight seniors, guys, who are really bought into this. So in those ebbs and flows, you don't always feel like you can trust your team as a coach. You know, sometimes you got to use a few more timeouts to calm them down and give them what they need. Uh, and, and more and more with this group, I'm just learning to trust them. Um, it doesn't mean that we're not going to get on them for certain things and call timeouts, but just trust that with time, you know, these guys want it really bad. Um, they really want it. You know, it's not like it's an effort. It's a motivation thing. They want to go out there. They want to be successful. So 
you just let make sure they're working hard, but then you just trust them and give them some space, allow them to work it out. And I don't always feel that way with every group that we've that I've coached, but when you have an experienced group, I think um, you know you got to learn to do that as a coach to to give these guys a little bit of a leash. Well, I have seen your team when they were hot uh, and shooting three pointers. In fact, I. Uh, 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 I had to go out and get an air conditioner because you were sitting hot. Uh, uh, the, the bench was heating up. I was sitting on. Uh, uh, who who's been that? Have you have you you know you got some really good three point shooters? Who's leading the way for you out there on you know just the high percentage shooters? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, we started off as one of the top three point shooting teams in the state, and. Uh, since break, we've cooled down a little bit. You know, we just had against Pella. I think we were three for 24 from the three point line. So that hurt our average some, but, um, you know, those two guys I mentioned, Tyson, the and Dinkins have made the most three pointers on our team and both shooting a, a good percentage. Um, so we rely on those guys quite a bit. Deacon Branderhorst comes off the bench. Um, it can really light it up too. And he's been a consistent shooter for us. And Josiah Voss is a big man, uh, but we're, he's very comfortable on the perimeter. We run plays to get him shots on the perimeter. Uh, so he's a guy too that can really fill it up from the arc. Well, there's an aspect of the game that I have uh, recently come to appreciate more or to uh, 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 see how the game can pivot on this. And that's free throw shooting, you know, uh, I've seen some teams not not shoot free throws very well, and then they lose a the game by two or three points. You know, yeah. uh, so how's your free throw shooting, and, and how important is it to you? And uh, is there was there coaching techniques or anything, or, or is it just setting a priority of doing it? Uh, uh, how do you help your team become a good free free throw shooters, and are you guys good free throw shooters? Yeah, yeah, you know we are pretty good free throw shooters. Um, I think it's just. You know, it's a product of having good shooters in your program and then just maybe working a little bit on the mental side of things, um, which is something we talk about, just the mentality, you know, and just kind of some psycho psychological things of getting to the line and making sure you're comfortable, uh, taking your time, using your breath to calm your mind because everybody's capable of knocking down free throws, but sometimes it's the pressure that gets in the way. Um, so we work on that a little bit and, you know, we're fortunate to have a couple of guards that can handle the ball and really shoot free throws well. Um, so late in the game, we're getting the ball to Tyson and Dane. Um, you know, Caleb is, Caleb and Arendonk is comfortable. Isaiah Breens is comfortable. Um, so we have some other guys that can, can go to the line and knock them down. But, uh, for the most part, we talk about getting it to Tyson and Dane. Um, they're both shooting over 80% on plenty of free throws. So, uh, those guys, those guys do a nice job at the line. Well, how about the boards? You got some big guys, but you play some big schools. They probably got some big guys. Uh, uh, who's been leading the way with the offensive and defensive boards, and 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 who's good at getting boards and putting them back? Uh, uh, what do you got going there? Yeah, this is something we emphasize. Um, it, it's it's probably the most important thing for us is our rebounding, both ends of the floor. Um, you know, Caden Croyd is six foot nine. He gets a lot of rebounds. He can get his hands on some balls. Josiah Voss is big, too, at 6'4". Uh, he does a great job of rebounding the basketball. Landon Franzman is 6'6", and he can go get the ball. So those guys, obviously, with their size, do a great job. Um, you know, and we got other, you know, Benny Schurz is about 6'3", 6'4", too, and he can jump. So we have plenty of size, um, which helps us. But, you know, one of the cool things is our leading rebounder this year is Caleb Benarendock, and he's 6'1". You know, so he's surrounded by 
really big dudes, but Caleb just does a tremendous job. I actually think he leads our conference in defensive rebound at 6'1". Wow. Um, just knows how to use his body. He's tough. He goes and gets the ball in two hands. So I think it's just a lesson to be learned about rebounding. You know, size helps. There's no doubt about that, but it's not all about size. Caleb is a great example of that, of just anticipating things well, being physical, um, being strong with the ball, and, and he is he has really led the charge for our group when it well, comes to rebounding. Well, there are teams, you know, that got a lot of big players like you do, uh, and then there's other teams that I, I see are starting four guards, you know, but they're still being successful. Uh, yeah. If you you know you're you're tall and the other teams uh, doesn't have they're they're small I guess for uh, uh, lack of my vocabulary to describe it some other way but uh, does that ever give you trouble? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, we see that often. You know, last year we were the smaller team, and um, sometimes there's some advantages in being a little bit smaller and being a little you know grind things out a little bit. This year we we obviously bring in a lot more size. Um, just had some guys grow and brought in some guys into our rotation who were a little younger who had some size and uh, you know it, it, it makes a difference you know we're trying to go against some smaller guys and sometimes they're scrappier a little bit quicker than us and it's just a reminder to us that we need to have a little more variety in our offense you can't just say hey let's pile it inside or let's shoot a bunch of threes like let's drive it like we want to do all those things well because we got to take advantage of what the defense is is doing to us and Sometimes those small, smaller players um, cause some issues for us, um, especially when we're guarding too. You know, it's hard for some of these bigger guys to move their feet and keep keep guards in front of them. So we've had to make some adjustments there too. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about you know maybe the, the next couple of weeks. What's on the schedule and uh, maybe uh, uh, some of the games you got circled that uh, might really be a big game for you. Sure. Yeah. So next week. Uh, we have four games. We pl- They're all at home. So we play Pekin on Monday. We're hoping to play Indianola on Tuesday. Uh, there's still some some refing concerns. That game got moved, and hopefully we can find the rest to be able to play Indianola on Tuesday. And then uh, Dallas Center Grimes on Thursday, and then Oskaloosa on Friday. Um, all of them at home, so that's nice, but it's a big week. <laughs> Anytime you play four games in five days, uh, you're going to be challenged that way, but we're looking at it as a fun challenge. Um, some good teams come into our place. Uh, three of those are conference opponents. Of course, all of them, except for Pekin. Pekin is a non-conference game, but, uh, you know, really good teams. Indianola and uh, Dallas Center Grimes are 4A teams, uh, you know, Indianola is a little bit younger, but DCG is a team that we've paddled with. Uh, these guys are good uh, for a team that, that can really score the ball. So great challenges throughout this next week. Um, we're hoping we're hoping that we can play these games. We're praying that things kind of clear up for us. And maybe it's not so cold so that we can get these games in and stay on schedule. And if that holds true, if we can get these four games, it's going to be a bit of a grind. But then at that point, we'll have – we'll be back to our regular schedule. So that'd be great. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, is there uh, anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to let people know about? No, no, I think we're good. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Good luck the rest of the season. I guess I do have one more question. Uh, You know, I was talking to uh, uh, Coach Van Fleet there at West Burlington, you know, and uh, they're undefeated. They played a really tough conference they got a battle every night of the week yet they you know while they did 
win some games on last second shots and stuff. Uh, yeah. uh, they're not ranked. Uh, yeah. uh, are you guys ranked or not? Uh, yes, yes, we're ranked seventh. Seventh, okay. Well, like I can say just uh, uh, wanted to know if, if we're getting overlooked. I don't think you were, you weren't ranked last year, were you? No, no, we're not. You know, and while we're on that point, yeah, you know, I think. For the most part, I think our ranking committee do does an awesome job. You know, it's hard. It's hard when you're considering teams from all across the state that play in different conferences and play against different competitions, you know, and they're taking in a lot, you know, to try to make that work. But I will say, um, I think West Burlington, you know, and we haven't seen them this year, but we saw it last year in the sub-state final. That is just an outstanding team and a great program. And, uh, and if those guys are undefeated, uh, I can tell you that's a good basketball team. Uh, we've we've gone up against those guys, and I know their guards with Watkins and Martin uh, are two of the best in the state. So I think I, I think it's a little bit of a shame that they're not ranked, uh, to be honest. And again, we're not going to get into that too much, but uh, that's a good basketball team. You know, West well, Burlington, I, I consider know, them one of the best in the state. I do my very best to uh, see as much basketball as many teams and keep up with what's going on in Southeast Iowa. But uh, to be fair, I don't know nothing about what's going on in Northwest Iowa or Southwest Iowa or Northeast Iowa. You know, I might know a little cursory stuff about it, but uh, that's the whole point of the podcast. We're just trying to uh, give those guys that are in Des Moines or Waterloo or Cedar Rapids, uh, uh, you know, I mean, how in the heck are they going to know how good Van Buren is? You know, I mean, it's so far away from them. Uh, uh, So... Hopefully, um, some people listen to this, and yeah, uh, uh, congratulations on an outstanding season. Uh, um, and uh, what's your overall record? We're seven and two. Seven and two. What's your conference record? Ooh, three and one. Three and one. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for being with us, Coach. Yeah, appreciate it. Have a good one.